All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm Spencer. And of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nazir, that guy right there. Yep, he's a therapist. Don't know why, don't know how. I'm a good one. I just don't ask questions anymore. The best. Just like, eh, cool. The best. All right. You look a little orange over there. And they're going to pay for it. (laughs) So on this podcast, we talk about mental health, believe it or not. Um, And we talk about movies and shows that, uh, and then we try to bring it all back around to mental health. We also try to make people laugh with all the funnies. Ha ha ha. Yep. Just like that. And so don't take us too seriously. Just have a stroke. (laughs) I wish. Um, One day. Uh, Today, please. Today, we are talking about Wakanda Forever. Specifically, uh, a few scenes, both involving Namor. Um, First one's going to be about um, when Namor comes back and, um, I guess, avenges. Not really avenges. I guess he... What and he kind of just takes over? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, Conquers before he, conquering. Sure, I guess he conquers like one plantation. He's like, I did it, and then he goes back into the ocean. Right. Um. Yeah. Um. And then the next scene is going to be uh the last scene where um Shuri and Namor are fighting, and she has a choice: Do I kill him or don't I? Finish him. Finish him. That was just Chadwick Boseman in heaven, just like finish him. Jesus. Uh, good. To, yeah. R.I.P. Seriously, great guy. Um, but yeah. So, and we want to say, please subscribe to our page down below, right there. Hit his mic, but he did it. He did point down. I did. Yes. Um, and also like, follow all of our pages. We want them to grow. So. Share them. Yes. Yes. Nazir, what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, so you pretty much hit the nail on the head. So we're going to go there with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I found it. Uh, I wanted to shout out some folks that were leaving some comments on the YouTube and the Instagram the past uh, couple of days. So some of the folks have been leaving messages like, hey, I really enjoy y'all. Podcast is great. Super calming. I assume they're talking about Spencer being the calming one. And then they said, you know, just super funny. I like the jokes. So I assume I'm going to take the credit for that. I don't know about that. Right. Yeah. So I just want to send appreciation to those comments. Those really mean a lot to us. And folks are getting really good information, mental health, and just having some fun vibing out. And like I said, podcast is for neurodivergent folks like us um, that we just want to talk, relate some stuff mental health-wise, have some fun, and be like super nerdy. But also have like some legit moments where we're helping people. So much appreciation for all the comments. I see everyone. My boy, the real some shady on there. Always appreciate you watching the pods and commenting. I see you, Doug. Uh, and then of course everyone else on Instagram land and then following us and supporting us since day one. I uh, appreciate all of you. And our few sponsors that donate to us monthly. Much appreciated. We got a bunch of stuff coming up. Got some stuff that we're going on location for the summer trips. Much appreciated keeping that up. All right. Let's get into this clip. Let's check it out. And let's just appreciate 
Namor. And his his beauty, his essence. His, his nipples. His beauty, his essence, his nipples. Did he and have his nipples? I mean, I assume he got nipples. I don't know. Why are we talking about his nipples? He got wings on his feet. I don't know. He might not have nipples. I like them too. Fry them up. All right. Let's get to the scene. Jesus Christ. No. No woof woof after that. No. No. My mother gave birth to me there, and I became the firstborn son of Talokan. The plant gave me wings on my ankles and ears that pointed to the clouds. I was a mutant. I could swim in the sky and age slower, breathe the air our ancestors breathed. As she grew older, my mother mourned the life on land that she once knew and died with a broken heart. She made me promise to bury her in the soil of her homeland. Nothing could prepare me for what I found there. ¿Quién es este niño? Spanish man of faith cursed me as he died by my hand. He called me. Un niño sin amor. El niño sin amor. <laughs> the child without love. And I took my name from there. Namor. Because I have no love for the surface world. Why are you telling me all of this? So that you can understand why I have to kill the scientists. What if we took her to Wakanda? Let us go. I give you my word. You remain in my country. I cannot risk that, princess. Then keep me instead. I'd love to see your nation. Well, you can go down there in that. Hypothermia will grieve you almost instantaneously. Your blood will become toxic. And the pressure of the ocean will break every bone in your body. Oh, you can wear a suit. We have some of them. Come on. Stay close. Starting in the sky, 
Yes, in the depths of the ocean, I brought the sun to my people. I know you wished me to spare the life of the scientists, but now you see what I have to protect. Shuri? Show him who you are. You too. And Wakanda will protect your oceans. We will protect your secrets. You too. And your people will live. Vengeance has consumed us. We cannot let it consume our people. 
Bağış katıklı Kemal. First, subscribe to our page. Please pointing right down there. Yep, right there. Right there. Just do it. Subscribe. There you go. Um, so, just watched a few scenes from Wakanda Forever. Um, yes, Wakanda Forever. Uh, we saw, um, so for all those podcast listeners, uh, Namor, he is, I guess, Mayan? Let's say yeah. Mayan? Yeah. So he's Mayan. Um and uh his village was um ravaged by a plague. And so their um I guess like medicine doctor um back in the day um grabbed this plant and then they all um drank from it uh while Namor's mother was pregnant with him. And uh they all were technically cured of their like the plague, but then they died, I guess. Um, and then came back to life, but couldn't breathe air anymore. So they went to the ocean. Um, and then once Nabor was born, he was born with uh, wings on his feet and ears that pointed to the clouds. So he had pointy ears. A big old thing. You know what I mean? Da -da -da. <laughs> Slang in it. <laughs> um and then um fast forward and um so in the movie riri williams um uh, makes this machine yeah that can detect vibranium and so the u.s government gets a hold of this and um and then so they find vibranium in the ocean and namor and his people do not like that at all so they nope. they kill all those people on this research base Killed. that's why in the sea where he's just like yeah we have some suits that just had like dead carcasses in them like yep. don't worry about that just a few bones in there it's fine um it smells like cheese but, in here <laughs> nacho cheese interesting <laughs> nope that's white people oh <laughs> they, they, they do smell like cheese don't they cheese and pasta <laughs> i smell like um, racism in here <laughs> All right, moving on. And okay. so, <laughs> um, uh, and then so kind of going back a little bit, uh, Namor, um, his mom dies. And so he goes back to where they were um, first born or where she was first born, her home. Mm -hmm. 
and he finds out that it's all um all of his people enslaved by the um I'm pretty sure the Spaniards at that point. Um, yeah. And so um so he just murders all of them. Just him and his people just straight up murder them. Um and then gets and then he actually buries his mom. Um, same ritual that they bury the rest of their ancestors with by putting like some, I don't know what it was. Was that like gravel or something? I don't know if it was a coin or a rock. It was something, yeah. Something. Um, and then that's where a uh, uh, man of faith says that he is a child with no love. And that's where his name comes from. No more. Um, so that's his origin story. Very interesting. Very violent say that say a violent childhood violent <laughs> dangerous technically should yeah. have died then lives yeah. then avenges not necessarily his mother but technically his mother but his people because mm-hmm. the plague only got there because of the folks that brought it from the western world right or you know maybe it was eastern world because it was like spain and all that but it's from the new folks colonizers they right. brought in the plague they brought mm-hmm. in all these horrible diseases kind of like what happened in america diseases Wiped out millions of natives, millions upon millions, mm-hmm. and then wiped out a lot of Aztecans and a lot of uh, Latinos, Latinas, right? A lot of Latinx folks, right? It, mm-hmm. it was somewhat genocide. Uh, some accidental, yeah. some on purpose. They they spread right. the smallpox. So very valid yeah. story on history. True. Um, I don't know. I first want to get your take before we kind of get into therapizing. Um, and all that, and kind of like our takes on the scenes. Like, I want to get your take on, um, how do you feel about, you know, Namor as a character overall, especially since, you know, he is a person of color and we don't really have a lot of, um, Latinos in the Marvel universe. So I won't get your thoughts. Super excited Mm -hmm. because, right. I knew he was in there, but obviously I didn't see it until literally two weeks ago. So, you know, sorry. Um, and then I see it. I'm like, oh, I thought he was a good guy. Oh, he's gonna be a good guy, and he's a villain, and he's fighting the black people mm-hmm. because of the white people. Uh, so that was interesting. It was because of the girl found him. Technically, he's black, but like, still, like, it was worrying about all these other people coming for him. Um, and the government like didn't even tell her that they were using it for that, that machine for that. So. so Love the character. Uh, I mean, I could watch a whole show just about him doing stuff in the water. Like, he's a better version of Aquaman than me or whatever the hell his name was. What's that big? Is it yeah, Aquaman? Aquaman? Yeah. Yep. Aquaman. At least this guy can actually act. Uh, the other guy's just, like, sexy as hell. That's about it. And uh, he's like, hey, I'm Aquaman. I'm Aquaman. I have long hair. I've got long hair and some abs. Wow. Great acting. I know why it was good. Um, Just before we get to anything else, by the way, they said they did screen testing for the second like Aquaman. Everybody hates it. They said they walked out. Yeah, it's so bad. It's Jesus. So bad. Like he's not. He's not even. Yeah, he's, his good looks didn't even keep you there. Yeah, but yeah, crazy. But yeah, no. Like I said, it's a, I thought the character was pretty cool. I obviously didn't mm-hmm. know about this character, so like you said, it's all in the comic books and all that stuff. The character mm-hmm. itself has got some origins with uh, uh, Atlantean. It, okay, that makes sense. But then also, the the 
the plant. It's the same. It's a different version of the plant that gives the mm. Black Panther his powers. It sounds like you know, pretty much. Yeah. Because where that spurred their entire population, and they were drinking, it kind of looked like the same type of bluish, purplish. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I also thought of him as like uh, Nike. So uh, the little wing god that would help out. Um, oh. That would help out Athena, the greatest Greek warrior uh, princess. Uh, right. Sorry, the greatest warrior technically ever. Uh, so Nike was like this little winged human that would be around her and like right and so that's where nike gets its name from one of the the greek folks greek mythology hmm, uh, so it's pretty cool i thought about that because it's little wing leggies um, right. so yeah the character itself is pretty dope uh its backstory is interesting i feel like it's pretty mm-hmm. valid i felt yeah. like he could have got even more screen time if we wanted to he to me was a good like villain or slash anti-hero uh the acting was good just yeah it's a person of color that actually speaking in a, in their tongue and not just like some white dude that sounds like Jim Bob or like a True. brown person. That like, well, you're going to talk white for this role. What? Huh? That was cool. Yeah. The music was that. cool. The the folks, the heritage, everything that's been in these last two Black Panther things are so culturally like appropriate and perfect. But it's awesome. Yeah. Once again, shout out to Ludwig. Um, that guy, amazing. And... Yes. Um, kind of keep on going along here um, after I got your thoughts. Um, so then we skip to the second scene, right? Um, where um, Shuri is um, fighting Namor and then she bests him and she's about to kill him. Um, now, kind of a little bit of a backstory on that. She um, does recreate the um, the herb um that was all burned down by killmonger and instead of seeing um uh t'challa or any of her ancestors she actually yep. sees killmonger um oh in the ancestral plane and so kind of going back to our last video if you haven't checked it out already please do black panther the first one ancestral um, plane the ancestral plane um I like I did like the fact that they brought back Killmonger for that brief scene. Me too. I did too. Um I just I so in the comic books, Killmonger does come back to life by like this witch doctor. Okay. Um which I'm I'm kinda hoping they do that. I think personally, I think now is probably the best time to do that since, you know, Chadwick is gone, unfortunately. Um I think it'd be really cool to bring back Killmonger. Um, cause he would just add to even more conflict with, uh, Shuri. Yeah. So I think that'd be really cool. And then it'd be really cool to see him kind of just be, um, like all sinister and in the background trying to take over stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, going back to the scene, um, uh, Shuri has a choice to either kill Namor or let him live and stop the war between Wakandans and the Tokens. I say Tokans. Tokans. Um, and uh, she chooses to let him live because her mother is just like, show him who you are. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Show it's him. Got goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't um, have did it. I would have murdered his ass right there. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> I sneezed. Dead. Oh, 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 sorry, mom. I didn't. It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> just miss him with the spear. Stamp, stamp. <laughs> you just hear Gesundheit <laughs> from heaven. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, let's, yeah. So I, I get why she didn't kill him. I get mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, I mean, like they all, they literally murdered so many Wakandans. <laughs> like there's so few left. There's still such a big boat and they're all dead. Yep. Um, and uh, I like, personally, I did like Wakanda forever. I thought it was like as it. good as you could get it, honestly, yep. without Chadwick. Um, and they paid a lot of respect to him, which I liked. I liked the moments of silence, um, for him in the beginning and then kind of at the end as well. Yep. Um, I thought those were great. So, um, so for the first scene, um, it's very interesting, right? It's like we finally get to see like a a character that's just, I wonder how old he is. Cause he said that his aging process centuries, um, yeah, so I wonder how old he was when he did that because, like, you're seeing a child, but he's obviously matured a lot more. Right? Oh yeah. So we see a child kill a person. Yes, but at the same time, he could be like fifty at that point. You sure. never know. Um, so it's kind of like you do see him as an antihero. But at the same time, we also see him just being like a straight up villain, just murdering people who you could say deserved it. Maybe he was right. Maybe maybe he was right in that circumstance. Protecting his brother. His people. I mean, uh, T'Chaka, what is his name? T'Chaka, the dad's name? Yeah, T'Chaka. Right. I mean, I mean, he killed his own brother. So true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't really, you know. I thought he was right in that circumstance a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, I mean, he's protecting his people and he's like, hey, you know. I got to do what I got to do. I got an entire population to protect. A lot True. of other people have killed for less. True. And I wonder, did he, I wonder if he let them like take some of that, um, that plant and then bring them to Atlanta or not Atlantis, but whatever, Tolkien city. Um, or did he just like kind of let them go? I'd be interested if that was what happened. But anyways, um, what do you think about the scene? The first scene? Uh, so the first scene, sorry, my jaw hurts. Um, the first scene, I figured that me and you can go in a couple di- ooh, different directions. Damn, motherfucker. Got ooh, a podcast a going on, man. Oh, that's a good one there, boy. <laughs> uh, I thought we could, obviously there's a bunch of oppression. And there's some slavery going on. There's some whipping going on. There's genocide mm-hmm. going on through disease, through other things. And so there's a ton of trauma. Ah, now it makes more sense why he killed those folks too, because he's a grown man in this child's body. Mm-hmm. Nah, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said no more, right? So uh, without love. Well, he loves his people so much that he was willing to hurt these people on the surface to protect all the other ones. That way they wouldn't enslave more. Right. How could you therapize this scene? Well, I think that we could use it as a therapeutic tool talk about freeing yourself for maybe you got to kill some ants we call it automatic 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 (laughs) automatic negative thoughts so Mm -hmm. you might have to you know kill some ants 
right? You got to burn them, pour bleach on, whatever you got to do to them, right? A little magnifying glass. I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> I used to have some fun back in the day, boy. Concerned. Yeah, well, the funnest was the hairspray and a, and a lighter, and it's a blowtorch. Oh, my God. Baba Ganoush. But sometimes we are in our own hell. We are in an own imprisonment, our own shackles, our own chains. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like we talked about on one of the reels that's going to release for Black Panther, is like, I would rather you know, die a free man than live in these shackles and bondage. I'm not doing this. Like my ancestors kill me, push me over. I'm a jump. And so mm-hmm. this is one of those things where, what are you going to do? You know, many of my clients will come to my office in their own shackles, in their own prison of their own mind. It's not because they wanted to, but somehow they have found themselves in it. doesn't matter how you got there. It was my mm-hmm. job to get you out of it. So we're going to do some cognitive behavioral therapy. We're going to change some thoughts. We're going to get you to use some different words. You know, I'll be funny with you and laugh this and then we'll do, we'll talk some shit, right? And I'll get you to say a bunch of stuff. And then in the next session, I'm going to change on you and you'll no longer be able to use derogatory terms in my office to describe yourself. So right. when you say stupid, um, worthless, or this or that, I'll let you get away with it, but I'm going to look at you funny. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask you to, to quantify certain things that you say when you demean and, and you, you, where'd you, where'd you where'd you hear that? Where'd you learn that from? Why are you using that term? I'll start to break apart some of the words, start you to slowly change some of the words to more positive. So I'm not trying to get you like, you feel like you're dog shit to like, I'm the best. I'm like, maybe you just deserve mm-hmm. to live. Maybe you deserve to, you know, just not want to die. Right. Maybe you, you actually did okay. And then maybe you're actually pretty good at some shit. Right. Every once in a while, my client be like, I did really good. I'm like, look mm-hmm. at you. You son of a bitch, you did it. Today, there was a, a big fair that we put on for the counseling center, and I was out handing out pamphlets and all types of stuff and bandanas. And and so students are terrified because I'm a huge human, and I'm handing out stuff. And I seen a bunch of my clients out there, and they come walking up to me. They come on. One of them was so happy. I got to see their partner that I've heard so much about in therapy. And I said, look at this boy here. It's a good boy. Mm-hmm. I can just tell. Very kind, very soft. I'm like, you staying with this boy. I like this boy. Yes. I was excited to see it. I was excited to see some of my clients who have some poor relationship issues, poor mental health issues, horrible anxiety and insecurities. We slowly Mm -hmm. build them back up to where there's healthy relationships. They're happy. They find a good partner that communicates. And then I see them and I see the partner and I said, this is a good person. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I've been working with this person for three years now. Mm. And to see them with someone that I think is just like them with kindness. One of my favorite mm-hmm. humans at the school. Boy, I was happy as pigs and shit. Then I got to see one of my other humans. And then we talked about this and that. We talked about Ninja Turtles. She said, you see the new trailer that dropped? Shit was fire. I was cracking up. Can agree. Why do I talk about these happy moments? Because the students used to be in their own prisons. And then with therapy, some of the medication, right, has helped them get out of that out of that imprisonment. Sometimes it takes mm-hmm. a while to get on the medication to to tell people like, hey, you need it. We can do a lot of therapy, but eventually, if things keep getting bad, 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 and the anxiety keeps increasing, OCD keeps increasing, now you're in this obsessive loop. What are we gonna do? We gotta make a change. Um, Spencer's seen it with people, your friends or homies or your home, right, your partners, friends like the. 
in their own shackles. They keep messing up their lives, messing up these bad relationships, accepting really shitty things, accepting like racist things that you've told me that the other people are saying. I'm like, why would you accept this? That's because you don't believe that you're worth more. You don't believe that you deserve more, Mm -hmm. that life could actually be good. You know, I make a lot of shitty jokes sometimes about myself, you know, uh, Shout out to Usain Bolt. They're like one of our reels. Fastest man alive. Um, I told one of the counselors there, I said, life doesn't get any better than this. Anytime that stroke wants to come, let it come. <laughs> yeah. And then they said, life gets better now. So I'm like, shit. I'm like, I've peaked. So all I'm thinking about now is just you sitting there just like, just huh? thinking, and it's like, and then somebody's just like, "What do you think he's thinking about?" You saying Bolt like you saying like Bolt like in our real? <laughs> hey, that was the biggest name we've ever had. Twelve million followers, fastest man in the world. Most almost everyone knows who this human is. True, um, but you know, life can get better. And I find myself sometimes, you know, selling students on these fake hopes. It'll get better. Mm-hmm. Just wait. Mm-hmm. One day you'll be able to, you know, like think and buy things and live. And then they tell me about their siblings that are back home getting traumatized by their parents or by life or by bullies, by anxiety, by depression. They're in their own oppression, their own shackles. Maybe Mm -hmm. the system in society has put them in it too. And I said, uh, I keep telling them, just wait till you get to college. You won't have to be around mom anymore. That's what they keep telling their sisters. Mm -hmm. I said, you hate saying that, don't you? Yeah, because they're going to suffer for two more years. So now you know how it feels to me to talk to you. Because mm-hmm. I know you're going to suffer in school for a couple more years before you get your big girl job. I seen that human today, too. They were so happy. I told them to get some of the free food. They had class. Oh, go fuck yourself. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, my God. If they watch this, they're going to be like, you son of a bitch. I knew I heard something. Yeah. Well, she got too much ADHD to watch this shit. Um <laughs> shackles of our own oppression bro it's a thing mm-hmm. i don't get locked into the depressive one myself but a lot of my students do the anxious ones are the bad ones the anxious thoughts the ones that make me super nervous the ones that caused me not to sleep for like three days last week when i was also like kind of sick right. so there's some business stuff that was going on and you know will it work out i don't know and then i got in trouble for some stuff it was a weird couple days last week right. uh Shackles. We're all in our own shackles somewhere. Yeah. Wouldn't mind to be shacked up with Neymar looking at me, though. You know. This was my heart when I seen him. I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow, I love those right. tights. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of me therapizing that scene and how people could use it. And we right. can get into tons of different racism stuff. We can get tons of colonialism, uh, colonizing, I mean, and all that. We can get into all that. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. for a different time. We're sticking on more of the mental health thing. Uh, the racial right. topics, I feel like that would be a different discussion. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, so let's get into the let's get into the second scene. Let's do it. Right. Um, so <laughs> Sherry, first in the movie, lost her brother, mm-hmm. right? Lost to Chaka. Um, then... Right after that, lost um, her, lost her mom. Um, Jesus, that was a tough one. 
That was that was really tough. That, that was, was tough. a bad one. She just floating um, on top of the water. That was tough. I know. Yeah, just trying to revive her. You're like, well, she's not coming out of that. Um, so she has been dealing with a lot of loss. Now I know mainly there's a lot about Namor, but I think that um, touching on the fact that she's just suffered so much loss, it's very tough to, you know try to act like you want to live or even care about living after that point or anybody else's life, especially after she was murdered, right. Um, by Namor. And so, um, this whole vengeance thing, I think that's a really good topic for us to hit on because now you could talk about just her having vengeance for one person or anybody else having vengeance for any person or you could kind of broaden that spectrum and go more about um, just hating society, right? Because it's just it doesn't feel like it's fair, or it doesn't feel like you know, it's it's more it's not in your direction. Society is going to. So, I think that um, even though she is um, kind of having vengeance for Namor. I think she's also having a lot of conflict just overall with loss in general. Hey. Cause yeah. And just hating life because just keeps on taking and taking from her instead of giving anything yeah. back. Um, but luckily at the end, she does get uh, something back in a nephew. Oh God. I cried in that one. That was a good one. And he yeah, was like, like the that. cutest Little was, speech impediment and all and that. Little little lips. I know. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you just the cutest little ducktails looking motherfucker? I'm King Chichisha. All right. Yes, you oh are. God, yes, you are. You're so cute. I enjoy. I'm going to put your little cheeks. Uh, yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on the scene, Nazir? Uh, goosebumps. Goosebumps for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Hard to breathe during this scene. There were some tears during the recall and the replays of all the people that she lost. Right. It was also me not wanting him to die because I want him to live for his people, uh, my people, Latin people, right? And so it was tough. I did not want him to die. I had a good feeling mm-hmm. that he was not going to die, but then I was kind of confused when he got burned. I was like, so he's going to die. Uh, <laughs> and then thankfully the mom is like, you're better than this. Yeah. It's kind of how if I was like John Moran's dad or his coach or his mentors, like you're you're better than this, you knucklehead. I don't know what you're doing or who you think you yeah. are, but you can't be flashing pistols in a club and hurting kids and yeah. you're better than this. Yeah, we uh, do kind of have to touch on that since, you know, it's right. getting a lot of coverage and stuff. Um, John Moran, basketball player for the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Um has just been caught up in a lot, a lot of controversy this couple months. Um, going from threatening like a security guard at a mall to beating up a 17-year-old and flashing a gun. And then um, supposedly either him or one of his friends um, pointing a gun at a coach on the Pacers. On the Pacers. And then also just... Um, waving a gun on his social media page, a live of like uh, Instagram live in a nightclub, in a nightclub in I want to say it was Colorado. I think it was Colorado. I think that because that's what they're investigating. And yeah, um, and two hours after the game versus Denver, where they lost, you're out in that yeah. club, and it would have pissed still pointing. 
Right. And so we kind of go into this thing. We're going to now for this topic, it kind of goes into uh, like just overly macho maybe maybe or maybe it's a cultural maybe it's more of a cultural thing of him just trying to act tough which is also you know overly masculine and all that shit i would assume but at some point you really have to give up certain things in order to live a good life and if you have 200 million dollars and he he is a father you have to set examples because you're in the spotlight. You have young kids looking at your lives all the time. It's it's very sad to see this because he's such Downfall. a talented person and doesn't seem like this is, you know, in his character. It feels like he's, you know, such a very bright young man. And um, just to see him kind of looking like he might lose everything. Um, because he wants to have this image, just very sad. Of a thug, and you're not a thug, and your father had to have raised you better than that. You and think? life is about choices. Right. And Shuri made a choice based on her mother's essence, her life force, right? right. Based on the man that T'Challa was. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing? John Morant, what are you doing? And so you have a choice in that moment. Do you exact revenge and invoke the name of Killmonger and then have it torment you the rest of your life? Right. Or do you have this person seek justice or show them compassion, mercy, Mm. for wanting to protect their people? And yes, they hurt your people, but also there was some choices. There were something could have been done. You know, things Mm -hmm. go sideways, but thankfully she didn't do it. And now we get to see the evolution of the story and how it plays out over the next few years. And we get to see Namor again and other shows, I would assume, and right partnering yeah. up and doing things. Um, just for his people, man. What would his people have done? Right. And so intense scene because all the anger and vengeance and grief. So getting what dispense was and breaking this down, John Morant made some poor choices. Yes. Sure, he actually had reasons to make the poor choices because of all I don't I don't know Josh shit though, but there's no reason to have sure. her be doing the shit that he did, really. Yeah. She wanted the exact revenge, she just lost everything. True. And so Spence said, you know, vengeance, yeah. You know how angry you are mm-hmm. and mad you are? There's no empathy when you're that angry. There's no empathy when you're going through that type of grief and you have someone to blame. It's not cancer or a deity God that you pray to. Someone took their life. Mm -hmm. So you have a direct enemy now. And so that can mess with your mind. Mm -hmm. It can mess with your want and will to live. And so if you have no, your life doesn't mean anything now. You just lost the last person that probably ever loved you and understood you. That's what she said. Your life is now meaningless. Now you can do whatever the hell you want. Because I got a one-way ticket to whatever, checking out. And so shit, she's like, let's suit up. Yeah, I saw Killmonger. Okay, I thought she was going to tell Killmonger to piss off. Oh, no, go figure. She's like, I got this. I'm not I'm my brother. Thank you for the advice. I was like, damn, she, there goes that machismo. You taking John Moran with you? <laughs> I know. She, Killmonger was just like, yeah, T'Challa was too soft. And yeah. Like, you're like, damn, bro. Well, yeah. he killed your ass, so <laughs> too soft. Yeah. He's like, I like John Moran. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tag yeah. him in this so he can cancel us. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, Keep on yeah, going. Right. Did he shoot him now? <laughs> um, and so, wow, my clients that deal with grief, it's intense. One of my kiddos told me that their their dog just died at the fair, and I said, damn, man, that sucks. I know it sucks. Especially mm-hmm. when you're neurodivergent, you get latched onto a lot of these things, these objects, these these entities, these these little beings. Yeah. Uh, so it's tough. But then imagine losing even more, filled with hate and vengeance. So how do you back off of that? Mm. Uh, you would have to hear the voices in your head, not delusional voices. Right. Voices of the people that you love, guiding you, professors, mentors, loved ones, parents, moms, uncles, grandmas, aunties. Your auntie. Um, that's what you have to do. So I have humans that come to me, your therapist, all the time. Spence, we talked about one of our last pods. I forgot mm-hmm. which one it is, but the student was getting abused by their partner, right? Domestic assault type of stuff. I think we talked about it. And he said before he reacted and did anything out back to the partner, he said he heard my words in their head. Oh. Don't do anything. Pull back. Move on, make the report, mm. live another day, get divorced, you'll yep. be fine. Students say, yeah, you'd be so proud of me. I heard your voice in my head. I said, you keep hearing that shit. You better take the meds because I don't trust yeah. you. <laughs> I'm joking, people. <laughs> you you keep hearing shit now. Mm-hmm. Will's I eating though? <laughs> um. And I think that's the thing with probably you and your moms. Uh, for me, it's for sure me and Pops that's in there. My mom's in there yeah. at times. Oh, she's yeah. usually, she's more like, murder him. Oh. I'm not going to lie, bro. Yeah. Uh, no murder stuff. But some people messing with my students, and I might have brought this up to you. You know, I send mm-hmm. her to these people. Oh, yeah. Other professionals get help, this and that. And then they say, oh, you're not on the spectrum. I don't know what Nas is talking about. I'm like, holy shit, you just undid so much work that I just did with this human. And their mom's neurodivergent, and their brother's neurodivergent. There's been talks and dialogues. It's a genetic component. I've broken mm-hmm. down their entire mind. I've worked with them for nine hours now over the course of two semesters. You met them for 15 fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. And you've undone everything. They come back to me and they cry in my office because what you did. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm playing the long game. So as we get to... Real three and playing the long game in on a couple of these, right? Because I can choose to check a couple of these people, but it's not going to go well, right? Not going to go well because I can't hold I can't hold my mud on this one. I end up yeah shit my brains out on this one because I was so mad. Can't hold my mud. Can't hold hold my mud on this one. I'm gonna break some water, boy. My water gonna break. What is that? That, That's when you that's when you got diarrhea. I know what it is. I've never heard that say. It's so stupid. I can't hold my mud on this one. Please don't ever say that while I'm you're gonna throw that book out. I can't hold my mud on this one. <laughs> what? That's so stupid. <laughs> well, I can't hold my shit on this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't, boy. I tell you, man. <laughs> I'm about to just be talking to him. I'll be mad as hell. No, I'm gonna just diaper. Hey man, hey, I'm not gonna hold my shit for this one. Yeah, be serious on, too. Let it all. Out. I just be like, shut your ass up. 
Uh, choices, man. Choices. <laughs> Long game. Made choices. I'm holding it. Hold it tight. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But we've all been there. We've talked about it. Anger management, right? Yeah. De-escalating, working through your stuff. She did good. She heard the voices that she needed to hear. Um, mm-hmm. And thankfully, very quickly, because right, she could have murdered someone and then caused even more of an issue. Because uh, all her people yeah. were getting ready to die on that damn boat. So if she wouldn't have did that, they're all dead and executed. Yeah. And then uh previous scene, or a couple scenes before, Mbaku, Mbuku, who's mm-hmm. like the big guy, um, he's telling her, like, like killing him is not going to do anything. Facts. It's gonna make things worse because then now you're a murderer um and that's not what your mom would want yeah that and it's like murdering somebody is not going to a A, bring them back or b make you feel better it's just gonna make your hole in your heart bigger um so yeah shout out to mbuku mbaku yep i say this that I would make the best choice, but who knows? Because we're not in that situation. But when things True. like this ever come up to pops, yeah, and he reads the news, and I tell him to stop reading the fucking news, man, it's too depressing. And he'd be like, "This yeah. daughter got killed, or this person got in an accident, or this person, you know, kidnapped this person." And he's yeah. like, "I ain't gonna lie, you take my kid, I'm gonna kill you." He tells me that every time. I'm like, "Yeah, bad with pops. You know, you're also mm-hmm. like old, disabled. You know." <laughs> well, he's like, "If you just took my my only child, he's like, I'm." I'm 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 going to hell and I'm going to jail for this because I'm going to take your life. And I said, Pop, you just you you can't always do that. Mm-hmm. But there's many people that would fall under that. You hurt my kid, I'm gonna hurt you, eye for an eye. Yeah. But eye for an eye leaves everyone blind. Facts. True. Yeah. It's a complicated thing. It is. Obviously, they made the right choice because all the rest of the people get to live. Mm-hmm. But maybe she's soft. Maybe. Maybe Killmonger is just like fucked it up. Damn, yeah. Uh, yeah, she could have went scorched earth and went full Vecna and just turned the world upside down. True. You know what? I think we can also relate this instead of just anger. I think we can also relate this to suicidality. Hmm. You, you know, you think the world is ending. You think it'll never get better. You think that you'll be in that darkness for the rest of your life and that the traumas of the world will just rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Man, there's no hope for those little things. Spence, you've always talked about it. What makes you happy? And you're like, dude, it's the little things. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. I don't even think about some of the big things. The big things, big goals are awesome, but the little things mean a lot. And that's one of the truest ways to find happiness. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in that depressive spiral, though, I have students that are like, I wouldn't do it because I can't, like the pain. Or I wouldn't mm-hmm. do it because I wouldn't want to hurt my parents. And I've never heard truer words from some folks I've been working with. Uh, And I said, I had a friend that committed suicide. Mm. And it devastated me to my core while I'm still fucked up when I talk about it. Happened 15 years ago. I still can't talk about it without breaking down. Never seen this person cry. Only seen him cry once in two years. (laughs) And I choked up on him like, damn. Um... And they said, I would never do it. I, I'm so depressed all, all the time now. Said, uh, 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 uh. I'm, I'm alone. The context when I'm at in school, just it's a lot. And sometimes I don't want to exist, but I would never actually take my own life because I know it would devastate my two brothers and my parents. Mm-hmm. 
And he said, you know what? I'm glad I actually went through that. And listen to me now, folks. Don't get it twisted. But he said, technically, I'm that they passed and took their own life. Now I know I would never do it. It's a weird way to contextualize it, but I know what the human meant at that point in time because they will right. never hurt anyone like that because they feel obligated and they're a caregiver, a provider. Right. And I feel like this scene is also you could make the choice to end it. Right. Or you can live to fight another day, another battle. You can play the long game in the next scene that we're going to get to. Because mm -hmm. you're just one good person, one good doctor, one good counselor away from actually making significant change. I wanted to do one last thing. We'll get to the next clip. Yeah, I've had it. to drastically cut back my caseload. Drastically, because mm -hmm. I was overbooked and then I got in trouble for it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I got talking, a talking to. Hmm. And the boss is like, what are you doing, man? What are you, what are you doing? You're too many kids. I said, I cut seven people via email the other day. I'm, so I'm trying. Right. And I met with my first client of the day and I was so angry that I had to cut them, but I couldn't because they actually do need me and they're still crying in my office. So I looked at the kid and I said, yeah. We'll cut you loose, or you tell me right now that you want to meet again because you the once a month is good enough, better than nothing. They said, I want to meet again. I said, okay. I looked away. I was literally started tanking to cry because I was so angry that I'm in this position now because now I've lost all control. Right. They've shackled me now for good reason. They've shackled me. And I was able to regulate, and then me and that student talked about me literally fucking having a little anger cry, but looking right. away. And they're like, damn. I said, yeah, we, I can have those too. Just as you do all the time and you're shamed of it. I'm not shamed. This is how you can regulate quickly. And it was a good conversation. Mm -hmm. Fast forward. Uh, I'm having to work on how I work with clients and pumping them out a little bit quicker, making more work. And I was talking to one student that I've been working with. And they've got the vibe that I was going to cut them loose, right? Because it's towards the end of the semester. And I said, I'm not cutting you loose. We're going to meet one more time, maybe twice if I can hustle it. But once mm -hmm. more, look at all the work you've done in nine hours, nine sessions. We say, mm -hmm. well, a couple of times we met for like two hours. I said, you fucking up the moment. <laughs> you go, God damn it. <laughs> I did this too. I was all proud. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm trying to make you cry. I said in nine hours we didn't change the entire life. Entire life has been changed. Mm -hmm. Better relationship with your with your sibling, with with your mother. You got all this weird relationship. You figured out the sexuality. You're now figuring out and stabilizing and making friends. You're acting your authentic self. Look at all this really cool shit, man. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm glad I got you as a counselor, not anyone else. I said, homie, I'm glad I got you too. I appreciate you and I enjoy you as a human. Uh, you're just one good person away, man. To say that, you're also one rotten person away, but you're also one good person away from having a better life. Hey, you know, you're one good, you're one bad, really bad day away from being a complete <laughs> fucking psychopath. Better not mess with me on the bus. Swear <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God, let me find one of them fucking spiders and I'll go in Stranger Things on your ass. Ooh. <laughs> Apex Predator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Um, 
Tyson want to talk about that. Some some folks won't trust therapy. You need the right therapist, right connection, the right bond, motivation, right some meds. But yeah, it can happen. Um, I think that uh, it also shows that you know you're also willing to adapt as a therapist, which yeah. is, I know, it sucks because you know you want to spend as much time as you can with certain students because they need it. Um, but I just got an award oh, yeah. from the school for the work mm-hmm. that I do, and then I was mm-hmm. told you got to cut back. Yeah. Also, I mean, let's be real, you're doing. It's unfortunate, but you're probably doing too good of work. Which Correct. Is... I do need to cut back. I get it. No, I fully agree with no. the, the the things I was told to do. I, I agree with it. I just right. It's incongruent. But at the same time, you're doing it for a good reason. You're not, you know, doing anything yeah. stupid. So it's no. it's unfortunate, but you know what? You are adapting and you're changing how you do therapy, but in a you know more time constrained way. Time constrained way better way. One of my students who I know people would judge for being neurodivergent probably would treat them very horribly and and Mm -hmm. probably very derogatory and maybe even kick them out of school. It's a good person. Good person. Mm -hmm. You just got to understand them and not get scared. They gave me me some juice today at the fair. I was thirsty. They gave me some juice. Oh, I thought you meant like juice, like hyped you up or some shit. No, they gave me legit a juice. They said, here's this this Thai tea. It was really good. Mm Yeah. I said, ain't you the sweetest thing? She said like three words and then left. <laughs> Here's your juice. Yeah. It was awesome. And I said, I'm going to make sure I put everything in your file too. There's just a case in it. He's, for lack of a better word, white folk end up getting you. They didn't get scared. Better word. Where the white, word is there? White Vocations. Well, yeah, I'm just making sure, man. You know, they treat us people of color different in therapy, man. You say one weird thing. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I just said I wanted to stab him. What? Yeah. You talk about <laughs> shooting JFK one time, you know. <laughs> I'm joking, people. I was in the conservatory. What? Yeah, I was on the grass in the hole. All right. <laughs> what so was let's... you doing? I was cutting grass on Mexican. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it moving. And yet we can't do Tropic Thunder. Get the fuck out of here. All right. <laughs> All right, um, moving on to the next scene. Um, so our last scene um, is where uh, Namor is talking to, like, I think it's like kind of his wife or something, or like a second command. Something. Yeah, second consigliere, second person in command. Yeah, something like know. that, right? Um, and um, he's talking about how uh, at some point the surface people are going to try to go at Wakanda, and Wakanda is going to need them. Uh, in case you know the surface people actually do do that so like you said he's talking more about the long game right he's thinking about his next move um and waiting it out instead of you know just trying to take over wakanda which probably could do honestly if he wanted to yes um and so this scene it makes you be like okay he was kind of like you thought he learned something at the same time. He's just he's just thinking it all out, thinking his game plan, um, which he was doing the whole movie. Like chess, I think he kind of knew that like the Wakandans were not going to give up um, Riri Williams. I think yeah. I think he knew that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like 
we're going to see a lot. I think for the next Black Panther movie, we're going to see a lot more um, behind the scenes, like kind of um, strategic moving around. I think a lot of the government's going to try and get them to oh, act yeah. like, you know, like they're savages for a lack of a better word um, towards other people. And then that's when they're going to invade. Cause Correct. that's usually how it gets done. That's what we do. We're weapons of mass destruction. We're going to go and invade and pillage. Mm-hmm. Right. What do they call it? Destabilization. They called it yes. in the movie. We're going to destabilize. I'm like, damn, yo, ain't right. Mm-mm. It's like, wow, they're just trying to live their lives with new technology and shit. Nope. But you just got to try to take it away. Anytime yourselves. I see any black people doing well, yeah, we're going to burn the shit down. Well, you're doing too well. Yeah. AKA Oklahoma. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Yep. When we went to so we went to um the African American Museum in Washington, DC. Awesome. Amazing museum. If you haven't checked that out, please do. It's yep. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, one of the big things there was um the Tul- Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. Mm-hmm. Um where uh, one day um, a bunch of white people came in and destroyed Black Wall Street. Yep. That's pretty much the gist of it. Um, And so now we see Namor is kind of banking on the fact that um, it's now like the governments and all that shit from the surface world are going to try and do the same thing and destroy Wakanda. Yep. It is. You know it is, man. They already you tried in the show, so. Yeah, so. And this this lady that's mm-hmm. running everything now, the, the, the lady from Seinfeld, she's she's the worst. She's the pits. Yeah, so she's going to be in, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? It was um, Thunderbolts. So she's taking over. So it's like all, it's pretty much like a Suicide Squad, right? Okay. So it's all the villains. And like Bucky, he's gonna be in there too. Yep, I love me some Bucky. Um, yeah, he's great. Um, but uh, so she's the head of the group for that. So she's Amanda Waller, essentially. Okay. Oh, she's kind a of like no oh, one yeah. will be Amanda as terrifying Waller. as Amanda Waller, but she's she's pretty bad. Amanda Waller is terrifying. Well, Amanda Waller's legit psychopath. Like yes. that happens to have credentials. She's like, I'll murder you if you don't do this. I yeah. will legit murder you. That's just her thing. She's like, I'm just going to murder you. I'm like, why doesn't anyone murder her first? Yeah. Why? Did... I'm glad they knocked her out. In that was Square. one of my favorite scenes when they knocked her out. I'm like, yes. Did I just do climax? What just... <laughs> why am I touching my nipples? Jeez. <laughs> finally. It's just like finally seeing someone terrible get hit in the head. Been waiting for it. Um, yes. It's like when anyone yeah. like makes fun of me, I'm like, I hope you fall. I'm going to wait for it. <laughs> Jesus. Going up the stairs. Ah, like, yeah. Just want to big daddy them and just like throw a stick out in front of them. <laughs> I hope I better not catch your ass rollerblading. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stick out. Banana peel. Uh, but yeah. What do you think about the scene? Uh, you hit everything right on the head. Uh, yeah. It was long game. Plain smart. Yeah. This is chess. This ain't checkers. This is about mm-hmm. the survival of your people. This is about you already know the future and what's coming. You've already seen the pillaging and the monsters of 
history. He knows the cycle of history. He understands this game. He's been around for a long time. He knows that they will come for you. Okay. And so he's comfortable. He's not, it's not a big deal to him. He's still living peaceful. There are allies now. We are now the strongest population in the entire world. We're good. But his friend, his partner, mm-hmm. wanted to die in battle, wanted to win in battle. They've been training as a warrior their entire life. This was their moment. Right. Renee Moore's like, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have fun and I'll paint my little, my finger paintings on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That looks good. Ah. Is this ketchup? (laughs) It's kind of like, um, it's like uh, any of like the Vikings and stuff like that. Old school Vikings, they used to just want to go to Valhalla um, and only want to die in battle. They didn't want to, you know, yeah, they didn't want to live through battle because it was just, unless it was victory. Now, if you lost, you better have died in battle. Yeah, shameful. Yeah. Also, like the old school Japanese back in the day in World War II, it was death before dishonor. Yeah, that and Sam. Well, and the old school samurais too. They used to oh, do there that you go. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, she wanted to go out. She wanted to fight. She wanted to prove herself. I get it. Uh, but this is neither the time or place. Mm-hmm. So I wanted us to do this scene because mm-hmm. it's like I told you before. It's the long game with some of these counselors that I'm dealing with and. And me getting the doctor and navigating for autism and what it is, what's the symptomologies, how is it different with women, what is the less severity, can we get away from the disability aspect of autism and see mm-hmm. it as a differing of abilities? Mm-hmm. Can we stop thinking it's low functioning, low IQs and thinking that it's just everyone and then there's just some other things, OCD, anxiety, you know, maybe there's a learning disability like some of us, like me and Colin. Maybe, maybe there's not. Maybe they're really, really intelligent. But we look everything with it has to be an extreme. Well, they're not making eye contact. Well, they're kind of poor, actually, eye contact. You know, they just look at you a few times. They're not even looking at you. They're looking at your forehead. Yeah. Um, but there's so many other things that they judge my students on ex- ex- extremes. And so this is the long game for me is doing this autism work awareness, doing the pod, spreading mm-hmm. the spreading the good news or the good word of the newborn baby Jesus. I'm sorry. Have you heard of Jesus today? Yeah. Well, let Welcome. me tell you how he's autistic. So I knew you were handing out different kind of pamphlets. <laughs> pamphlets. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled for the last one for Have sure. Have you heard the word? Have you heard the word? Autism is among us. <laughs> have you heard of the rapture well it's the same thing just from all these people it's the end is coming so just take that just take this pamphlet thank you yeah you're you're dating i'm done i'm, I'm done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. laying the plane um <laughs> and so it's about the long game man and sometimes you could see this as a loss or you could see it as a different opportunity and a success yeah. Not everything needs to be W's. Uh, I'm not saying everyone gets a trophy, so calm down. Just saying. Live tart. Live tart. He's the progressive. Okay, well, calm down now. I'm just saying that you don't have to feel like shit after every loss. You can get better. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So that's why I wanted that scene. So you don't have to live in that misery after one of those losses. You live to fight another day. The scene that's always in my head is from Friday, right? 
But these, yeah. man, you may take your ass whooping, but you live. You live to fight another day, and it's true. Yeah. Shout out to John Witherspoon. That guy was amazing. Loved him. He's not um, dead, is he? Oh, yeah. He died a couple yeah. years ago. That's right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I know. Granddad. And um, me and Dom just watched um, uh, Boomerang with Eddie Murphy and him. Favorite scene in the whole thing. He's just like, so Marcus, I heard your pussy whipped. Jesus. <laughs> what? Why don't you why don't you flip it? Instead of being pussy whip, whip that pussy. Oh my bang, God. bang, bang, bang. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's a bug. He was great. I loved him. Yeah. Loved him. He was an old school dad back in the day for sure. Yep. 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 Tries to be like intelligent. There you go. <laughs> if if John Witherspoon found Jesus, he'd be my dad. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Have you heard the news? Bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 bang. That's Jesus. That's Jesus in your brain. Knocking right at now. your door. He coming for you. Bang, bang. <laughs> well. Yep. I think we done. <laughs> I think we I think we hit the wall there. I think we hit the wall. We went right through uh, the wall. Bang bang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, um, thank you everybody for watching. Like we said before, please subscribe down below. Uh, click that like, share, follow button, all of the above. Um, we're going to be having our website up soon. Yes. And yes, and then we're also going to have a merch site up soon. So you'll be able to get all the different spectrums, merch that you want. Hoodies, shirts, hats, stickers, LGBTQ related things. And right, we got all the colors. Also might be doing some pants. We'll see. We'll see. We only got we'll tops see. right now. Pants gonna say juicy on them. Yep. <laughs> Why'd you agree yep. to that? Yep. Yep. That's right. Juicy. Got all this ass. All <laughs> right. So thanks for watching again. I'm Spencer. That's Nazir. And this is the Different Spectrums Podcast. Much love, people. Peace. See you soon. I love you. Jesus. <laughs> needy because <laughs> i'll find you <laughs> <laughs>